In this series, we speak to inspirational people who are working in global health. They share their journeys about where in the world they have worked, the issues they are passionate about, and how they got involved. Whether they are students, young professionals, or established in their careers, they all have one thing in common, to change this world for the better. In this episode, pharmacist and motivational speaker, Jack Kavanagh speaks to us from the heart. He talks about diversability, what motivates him to inspire others, how he responded to being cast off his path at just 20 years of age after a serious injury, and how he applies his own version of magic to motivate others. I think this is my way of humanizing things. Um, you know, dis disability implies lack. Um, that's something that I've really struggled with because I see both sides of the fence. What people perceive as uh, a before where I was able-bodied and maybe an after where I was disabled. Um, the thing that disables me is the environment. Um, it's actually the environment uh, physically, the environment socially, the environment culturally, the environment between my two ears at different times. They're the things that are disabling. It's not necessarily anything else. Jack Kavanagh sustained a spinal cord injury in 2012, only weeks before entering his second year of pharmacy in Trinity College, Dublin. As a result, he is paralyzed from the armpits down with 15% muscle function. This did not deter him from achieving success in his very full life. Through talks and workshops, Jack inspires many as he speaks about the concepts of resilience, personal leadership, the power of choice, and personal development. Welcome everybody. Uh, today I'm absolutely delighted. I have the privilege of being here for a conversation and welcoming Jack Kavanagh to our show. You are so welcome, Jack. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm privileged to be here. Really delighted. So Jack, um, you know, you have such an incredible and inspiring story. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about um, just about your background and, and you know, maybe a little bit about um, where you were in your early teens, what you were thinking about doing when you were a young man and how that worked out. Absolutely. So I, I just might caveat it by saying I think uh, it's very kind of you to say that, but everybody has an interesting story when we delve into it. And so happy to share a little bit of my journey. Um, I suppose when I was a young teenager, I was in a boarding school and uh, what got me to a boarding school was a real interest in Harry Potter, actually. So um, I was severely dyslexic when I was younger and uh, uh, some diligent uh, care and attention from a number of teachers really helped me to learn to apply myself. And as I did, Harry Potter was a big thing. And so that was the place where I applied my my reading trade and um, Harry Potter uh, led me to deciding to go to a, a boarding school. So I spent six years in a boarding school, with 400 other guys. And during those years, you know, you go through the ups and downs and the peaks and drops that it, so many of us go through and the questioning. And um, but I had overall a really great time. There was times when I was bullied and times when probably wasn't the kindest to others and you really start to develop and learn about yourself. Um, I, in contrast to my younger self, became quite diligent actually and really applied myself and that was really facilitated by having a balance of outlets 
And what I mean by that is uh, a nice balance between like schoolwork and applying myself there, but also having the extracurricular of I love to run. I, I played a lot of rugby um, I, at out half um, was my position. And they taught me different things. Running taught me what it was to be alone with my own thoughts um, and push myself as an individual. Rugby taught me what it was to work as a team towards a shared objective. Um, but I also discovered windsurfing during those years, which was a big joy and a passion of mine where I really found flow. And I would spend my summers uh, training to be an instructor and then uh, worked down the west for a couple of summers as a lifeguard and a windsurfing instructor and that was a really special experience for me uh, it was kind of where I found my tribe in in the wilds of the west of Ireland on the beach every day you know and what better way to spend spend your summers and and during those years of sort of transitioning from secondary towards college I I realized that I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, but I had interest in people uh, and I, I loved communicating and being with people uh, and, and I was interested in, in science and, and health and well-being as well. And so medicine ended up as my first six choices and I didn't really think about what should go down after that because I was going for points and sure that was it. And I ended up um, studying science um for four weeks in college which is what i got and i realized there's there's something missing here and it's the people and uh, the only thing that i hadn't considered was in the prospectus was pharmacy because my dad's a pharmacist and uh now my dad is one of my best mates but uh i said you know you have to do your own thing um and checked out the prospectus and realized wow um people and science that's a pretty good match and when i actually made the transition um i a place came up in in the pharmacy course i had the i had the required entry requirements and i made the transition and i felt really great about that uh, in myself and i was proud and excited to be a healthcare professional and just before i went into my second year in college um uh, uh pivotal part of my life happened where um, on the first day of a holiday at the end of the summer just before going back into college I was away with seven of my friends in Portugal and I ran down a beach dived into the water over a wave not really realizing how shallow it was and my head collided with the sandbank and um, in that moment I broke my neck and for for anyone that's familiar with anatomy i broke it at the fifth vertebrae down um from my skull and um c5 and and what that really means in a spinal cord injury and and every injury is different but what it what it meant for me um is that i have about 15 percent muscle function um, i was dependent on a ventilator for for the guts of two months um I woke up the following day in traction, my head in a metal cage, tubes going in everywhere really to keep me alive. And and over time, I would reclaim uh, about 15% muscle function. So practically what that is, is my shoulders, my biceps and wrists. So I have no movement from the armpits down. I have no finger function. And uh, 
to a certain degree, it influences uh, most or has an impact on most of the body systems. Um, so having done a year of a health science I and having trained as a lifeguard, I was quite aware of what this might mean for me. And um, in the weeks after the injury, I was in intensive care in Portugal and was air ambulanced home. And what was very interesting for me was as a young man, uh, I was 20 at the time, really just asserting who I was in the world and uh, starting to get a strong sense of that. I found myself with the rug completely pulled out from under me and in the position that uh, so many of, of the case studies in college were about where now I was the patient and uh, what I found myself um, often uh, being very grateful for is that uh, I had the language to speak to the other healthcare professionals uh, and to challenge and ask questions because what I realized in there is that often people see the patient but they don't see the person and that was a big learning curve for me. Wow Jack what a what an experience at, at you know just 20 years years of age I mean what an experience and what a what a different track for your life to to move on than than what you had thought um and and what you're saying there about being you know you're suddenly you're studying the health system and then there you are you know a patient a recipient of of care i mean what was that like practically what was that like and you know what was the what was the care like what was the health system like and how did you how did you survive that you know i think survive is a good word for the initial stages um but you say what was the how did how did i get through it yeah survival was the initial piece i was very fortunate that i had family and friends that were in a position to be very supportive and were um more than that i think what helped was that i was open to it um i was very transparent with where i was at um a friend of mine took his own life around the time only a couple of months after my injury and it was very unrelated totally unrelated but when i saw and he was an idol of mine you know and when i saw where people could so easily go to um um i decided that i would be transparent with my journey because it maybe it would me being transparent for others might give others hope or or a lens into another's life that that would in some way be uh, beneficial hopeful or inspiring and my experience of the healthcare system was was fantastic you know healthcare professionals or people that are involved in any way with with health they go into it for the right reasons um at different times in different ways i think people get disenfranchised um, by the system or by teams as is the case in any job um, by management um, and so on or maybe feeling stifled by by the extent to which they can use their scope of their practice uh, or explore the scope of their practice um, but I think people go into it for fundamentally the right reason and something that I've been really trying to hold on to in years gone by is that looking at life from the approach that people are fundamentally trying to do their best regardless 
and and so i had a really good experience um of the healthcare system um what i think rehab um can't prepare you for is the real world um it can maybe take you to the baseline but how somebody functions and progresses and heals in the absence of cure which is a huge idea i think we need to explore more in health is healing in the absence of cure um but the journey that people go on when we leave is something that we have very little control over um and so i was lucky that i had the know-how and importantly the support for when i couldn't implement what i knew uh, when I wasn't there within myself. Um, so that's a small insight. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a small part of a, a very large insight, I would say, Jack. Um, you know, I, I've also, from, from then, I see that your, you know, your world is very big. You have, uh, you know, you've gone on, that's only, is that nine years or something? It's only nine years since, since that happened. And um, you've, you know, you're, you're a coach, you're studying again at the moment in RCSI. I want to ask you a little bit about that. You've traveled in the States. You are a, um, a, a speaker, a motivational speaker, and no doubt involved. You've got your fingers involved in many pies. Um, what did you decide, you know, after you, after you kind of picked yourself back up and, and gently put yourself the new version of you back together, how did you decide, you know, okay, what am I going to do with my life now? And what were the kind of, what were the things that came towards you that pulled you? Well, um, I think I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> um, so one of the big, biggest, most pivotal things that happened was um, not long after I weaned off the ventilator, I was lying in the bed in the step down unit and my family were there and we decided that a worthy and meaningful goal would be to get back to college the next year. Now that was quite a stretch from literally just having learned to breathe again and look call it serendipity call it what you will but um, about five minutes later uh, my tutor from college walked in and that was kind of the beginnings of me putting steps in place to get back to college to study as a pharmacist and and you know getting back to college was really um so that i could be in a supported environment that i could bump up against things and fall over uh literally and metaphorically um and that i'd be in a place where i was uh, supported uh, as I as I meandered um, and and came to terms with, and and learned to adapt to my new scenario, um, over the years when I got into college, you know, we talked about survival. It was very much that at the beginning, people saw me back in college thirteen months later, um, and thought it was a big success story, and it was in many ways. But the reality was very challenging. Uh, I had nothing figured out um, at the time. It was taking me three hours and the assistance of two people just to get up in the morning. Like I really had nothing figured out. It's I've come a long way since then. But what was remarkable actually was being so far outside my comfort zone, being so, um, uh, yeah, so far outside my comfort zone. I really had to stretch myself to understand how can I minimize the impacts of this injury on my day so that I can be effective and and do the things that I really um, 
I'm passionate about and over time I got interested in in social entrepreneurship in college I got involved with societies um, we started challenging all the things I was told I would never do again um, traveling internationally getting back driving independently um, uh, finding equipment that could get me back into the sand dunes and on the beaches and through the forest trails and uh, so now I do off-road hand cycling and getting my body into a position where I was healthy enough to do some of those things uh, doing silly things like jumping out of a plane uh, with a parachute um, uh, and and so on and over the years little by little I was kind of challenging um some of the limitations or my own perceived limitations um and when i when i reflected through my time in college i was learning i was just studying a healthcare uh degree and what i was finding was it was all the little lifestyle practices that i had turned to that i had delved into it was the coaching uh world and facilitation worlds that i had needed to explore for myself and um, just to get through that time um they were some of the things that really helped me the most they were the things that took me from a place of of illness of of being unwell um onto a journey of of well-being and and wellness and and a phrase i used earlier was was healing as best I could in the absence of a complete cure and and that looked at my mental health it looked at my emotional health it looked at my physical and, and spiritual health and and I kind of had to embrace different practices under all of those things and um, whilst studying the traditional um, healthcare degree so over the years um, I have found different ways to explore and integrate those things into the work I do um, be it with organizations or young people or or uh, clients in in the pharmacy mm -hmm. and you know Jack I heard you say there um, you were talking about you know the limitations and then you cut yourself and you said um, you know my perceived limitations um, and I just want to I know we were chatting a little bit about well about well-being and about um, working on thoughts and thinking and I know that you're just at the moment in the middle of writing your dissertation with your diploma in positive health and positive psychology with RCSI so can you tell us a little bit about you know what have you learned and obviously you had your own experience coming into that course and then you learned some more of the theory but what are the things that the nuggets that you have learned from that uh, from that course yeah well i suppose that course really looks at at the proactive side of health i think so much of what we get trained for as healthcare professionals is actually the management of disease and and i i, I say say not disease but disease in all its forms um and so i was very much on the proactive side of health like okay we need to manage that stuff um but how can we take people on the journey to wellness as well and uh, and this course uh, looks at some of the science of of well-being um we look at contemplative practices different forms of meditation and mindfulness they are different um and how do we have like an appropriate contemplative practice for for different uh, maladies you might say or different scenarios and um, we we look at uh, the lessons of positive psychology and and i think positive psychology gets a bad rap and and i don't really like the name either 
because um, realistically, um, uh, nobody is happy, clappy, positive all the time, nor should they be. Um, but what falls under the remit of positive psychology is that traditional psychology looked at how do we take people from um, mental ill health back to baseline. Um, positive psychology looks at how can we bring people from baseline more to a place of, of well-being or, or flourishing because health is not necessarily the absence of disease um, and so that's what it looks at and so it looks at things um, uh, elements of our psychology that, that really instill hope and meaning and purpose things that, that look at, at what are the things that contribute to resilience and um, what are the things that, that really help us to thrive in different ways in our work and in our personal lives. Um, the course also looks at, um, uh, you know, positive organizational scholarship. So how can we set up our workplaces and our organizations so that they're good for the, the triple bottom line, they call it. So um, that they're good for people, they're good for planet and they're good for profit. Um, and, and that's a hard nugget to crack. Um, but it's an important one to crack as we go forward uh, into into the next decades. And so much of the course is is really targeted around um, our personal management um, of ourselves. And I think in any health practice, that's where it starts. You know, we can get disenfranchised with the world around us, but uh, I think it was Gandhi says, we have to be the change ourselves. And and that's easier said than done. And a big part of that is being compassionate with our imperfection on that journey. Um, and so um, being compassionate with uh, when we fall short um, and, and having the courage to get back up again and get back on the path. So there are some of the things that we're exploring. Um, we, lo we look at coaching for wellness. We look at organizational, positive organizational scholarship. We look at the meditative practices. We look at going from integrating the, the lifestyle practices that can challenge so many of the the maladies or the non-communicable diseases such as cancers and respiratory diseases and and the likes of diabetes and cardiovascular diseases that that are such a, a drain on our healthcare systems and on the health of so many people around the world mm. um and so i think it's an approach that more healthcare professionals people around the world you don't need to be a health professional to to teach or or to share or to integrate this stuff into your life no no and even you know health professional i mean we all have we experience health whether it's you know good health whether we're not in good health we're all health professionals we're professionals of our own health and um, for Absolutely. sure and um, i want to ask you one question and um, you use the term which i think is amazing uh, diversibility so moving away in this health space and global health we talk a lot about disability and uh, you talk about diversibility can you just tell us what is that and why do you use that term yeah well i think this is my way of humanizing things um you know dis disability implies lack um that's something that i've really struggled with because i see both sides of the fence what people perceive as uh, a before where i was able-bodied and maybe an after where i was disabled um the thing that disables me is the environment um it's actually the environment uh, physically, the environment socially, the environment culturally, the environment between my two ears at different times, they're the things that are disabling. It's not necessarily anything else. Um, 
And so what I encourage people um, to, to consider is that any one of us on any given day is somewhere on the spectrum of our own ability. Uh, depending on the quality of the sleep you've had last night, depending on the technology you've got access to, depending on the team you're a part of, depending on the culture or the legal system in the country that you're in, um, any number of different things uh, infiltrate the extent to which or play into the extent to which uh, our ability or our potential is is facilitated or, or put us in a position to to um, be effective or perform well in our lives um, and so I think when we consider that that oh today the fact that I had a bit of a tiff with my spouse on the way out the door or that the kids are screaming inside as I try to uh, attend my work meeting on zoom or the fact that I don't have adequate supplies of the vaccine um, and people are banging down my door and um, whatever it might be um, these are the kind of things that influence uh, any person's ability and uh, I find it to be a more humanizing way of thinking about it and certainly from my perspective um, it takes us away from the mentality of anything being lacking in any individual and um, allows us to see them as a more whole human being and maybe to focus a little bit more on what is there, what's generative, what's good and the abilities that they do have yeah language is so important um thank you for that and just a wonderful term really really wonderful um just as we come to the to the end i'd love to ask you a question you started off talking about how harry potter inspired you and as i've been listening to you i've been you know thinking of you as harry potter and then i've been thinking of you as dumbledore and i'm thinking of you as a as a hybrid of the two and um you know for the young people that are listening do you have any you know a piece of advice or a piece of wisdom that you would you would love to to leave with them these could be young people who are interested in in studying or experiencing getting involved in global health and you could put your Dumbledore or your Harry Potter hat on yeah well I suppose the analogy would have to relate to magic so wouldn't it um, <laughs> um, um and you know the, the simple thing that I would say is that um we all get cast off our path, the path that we think that we should be on. Um, and that can be really challenging to come to terms with. Um, but I think that where the magic really comes is, first of all, embracing where we are and following the quiet, uh, the quiet voice in the back of your head that's, that, that's pointing you to where you need to go next. Um, for anybody that's interested in being involved in health, be it locally, um, be it in your own health, first and foremost, be it locally um, uh, in your community, in your country or, or at a global level. Um, I, I would say uh, regularly tune back into uh, why, why you started on that journey uh, when you become disenfranchised. Um, I know I became disenfranchised at different points when I became overwhelmed by the scale of some of the challenges that are faced, we're faced with them. Um, but but tune back in to that why and and tune back into the person that's in front of you, because the impact that you can make on that person spreads a ripple outward, and and that's that's where magic begins and ends and 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 moves to and from. 
Wow, Jack. Well, thank you for spreading your magic. Thank you for the ripples that you're only even just beginning to make in the world. Um, we're watching this space, watching um, all of the incredible things that you, uh, you're you going to do. And um, thank you so much. It's uh, It's been so much more than a privilege. Thank you. Well, the privilege and honor has been all mine. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing amazing work. So thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more or get involved in the Irish Global Health Network, then go to our website. You can sign up for free to become a member at www.globalhealth.ie. And we very much look forward to the next episode.